Lunatics, what's going on? Welcome back to the channel. Um, if you're new to the channel and you're just tuning into this video, my name is Matt Luna and this is my YouTube channel. Um, thanks for checking into the video. Um, if you guys are new, I really encourage you to check out some of my other videos and stuff like that. Um, I think you'll like them. I got a lot of fishing videos, a lot of tackle making videos. But those of you that tune into all my videos know that already. And uh, today's video, we're just going to be talking. Um, I've, uh, I didn't get any content recently, so I haven't had anything really that I could put out towards the end of this week, so I figured I could um, take a few minutes and just talk to you guys a little bit. Um, I got some stuff coming up. Um, I just went up to Big Bear not too long ago. If you guys have been following my Instagram, then you'll know that I just went up to Big Bear with my wife um, last weekend, and um, that was an adventure, and we will get into that a little bit. Here in a minute but it was quite the adventure and definitely wasn't what uh, i think my wife and i were hoping for it was still great to hang out with her it was still great to have that quality time that um together that we haven't had in a long time with this whole coronavirus and all the kids being home and everything and everything being closed down and not knowing what to do with with grandparents and everything because do you, do you have them watch your kids? Do you not have them watch your kids? It's it just, it's a weird, it's a weird time. We all are going through it, so we all know that. But nevertheless, we haven't been able to really hang out much, just the two of us, um, since basically mid-March. So we finally were able to get away. We were finally able to take a little trip up to Big Bear and spend a couple days, just me and her. It was great having um, that that quality alone time together. It was, it was, it was a good trip. Got to get out on the water, got to drive the boat around, got to do some fishing, but the fishing sucked. I don't really know what else to say. The fishing wasn't good. Um, I caught one fish the entire trip and um, it was probably like six inches long. It was like a six inch smallmouth. Um, I caught it on a drop shot and um, I'd only fished Big Bear. Man, it's probably been, I don't even know. It's been, I was a kid and um, it, it's over 20 years since I've been fishing on the water in a boat on Big Bear. My dad and I rented a boat and um, we went out and we started fishing and I forgot the tackle box at the ramp. So we had to drive all the way out to the spot, realized that I forgot the tackle box at the boat dock, drove all the way back to get the tackle and drove back out to go fishing and then went back to get my family, and then we went and drove around, ran out of gas, and got towed in by somebody else. So that's my fishing experience on Big Bear. But um, that place is kind of weird. Um, it was it was a lot different than I expected. It was a very shallow lake overall. I mean, there are some like deeper areas that get into like 50 foot or something like that, but overall, very shallow lake. Um, I thought it was gonna be deeper. Um, I didn't have any mapping. I didn't do any research or anything like that before going up there. I just was going to go fishing. I, I expected the fishing to be a little bit better, but um, I don't know if it's just because I couldn't figure them out or what, but the fishing wasn't good for me. Um, one thing about Big Bear, there's all kinds of grass all along, all along the shoreline. Pretty much it, it covers almost the entire lake. There's areas where there's not as much grass, obviously, but for the most part, that grass covers pretty much the entire lake. And um, it's super thick, so I thought maybe I could punch it, maybe I could throw a frog on it. Um, but that stuff, no blow-ups on any of that, no bites on, on, on punching, no bites on like just flipping. So I was like, okay, let's go out deeper. So I started fishing some rock piles out in like 20, 15 to like 30 foot, um, depending on, on where they were at. 
and um, no bites on that either. And um, eventually I just started throwing a drop shot along the grass and um, I kept getting bites throwing a drop shot, but they were all small fish. Um, I'd get bites and it would take line and I'd go to set the hook and then they wouldn't be there because they were just too small. And um, eventually I did hook one. Like I said, I caught one like six, six inch small mouth, so I was able to hook one. But it was kind of a it was kind of a letdown because I was hoping that you know I could um, get my wife to catch some fish and stuff like that. But it just didn't end up happening. And um, so the craziest part about the whole trip is I think I was told that they they spray for grass when I was out on the lake. So I thought that maybe the grass was dying and then I was told by somebody else that the grass doesn't get sprayed in order to get killed up there so I don't know whether it gets sprayed or not but nevertheless the grass looked brown it looked like it was dying to me and um, there's just like this green kind of hue to the water and then in some areas there's like this green like I don't even know what to call it it almost just looks like a green like something that kind of just sits on the top of the water it's not really a grass it's not really anything else it's just kind of like this like green film that just sits on the water and um when i was at the california delta in the past they've had that and i know they spray for grass up there in order to kill it so i i just assumed that they were they were spraying the grass so um as we're driving in like we're done fishing we went fishing friday afternoon or yeah friday afternoon and then we went fishing saturday morning and um that was that was going to be all the fishing that we did so I was going back in and I see this big blue boat thing. It's not even a boat. It has like that Mark Twain little propeller thing that kind of like moves the, the, the vessel, I guess. Um, I wish I would have taken a picture because I'd put it in the video, but I, I don't even know how to exp explain it. But it's like this big blue thing and it has this propeller that makes it move in the water. But basically it's something that goes around the lake and picks up the grass. So. I don't know how deep it goes or anything like that, but it basically picks up the dead grass and gets it off the lake. So I'm looking at this thing and it's right in front of me. And I move over and I'm looking at this thing and looking at this thing and just kind of taking it all in because it's such a funky looking thing on the water. And then all of a sudden I'm idling by and then boom, my lower unit hits a high spot and the motor shuts off and I know that I messed something up. I know that my prop got dinged up. My my lower unit bite me messed up. My prop shaft could be bent. And the craziest part about that whole entire thing is that in less than two weeks from that incident, I have to be up at the California Delta. And I knew that the timing on it couldn't have been worse. And I was starting to get nervous. I didn't know if I was going to be able to fish this tournament coming up and um, I still don't have the boat back yet which it, it's only been there for a few days but nevertheless I haven't gotten 100% confirmation that it's done or anything like that um, I, I, I can get into more of what I found out but going through the story as I hit that motor shuts off it's still in gear obviously because when you I don't know how familiar you guys are with boats but once you turn it on you have to engage it to go forward or reverse so it was still in the forward position so i have to put it in neutral i'm able to start it up again and i'm able to put it in in gear and keep going and i was i had like literally a quarter mile left to get to the ramp um so i get to the ramp i get the boat on the trailer and i'm looking at my prop and i'll, I'll put some like clips in there of the prop um and, and while we're talking but um I'm looking at the prop and I can see that it's messed up and nothing that's that's 
too bad that, that the prop can't get fixed because um, one of the things that they can do when you do ding up a prop or something like that is they can actually add metal like weld metal into that prop and then they're able to polish it down um, stuff like this happens from time to time it happened if you've been following my content for a while you'll know that um, a couple years ago at Lake Mead um, I had a very similar situation happen where I did hit a reef out there and um, dinged up the prop and how to get a fix, how to get a replacement prop. So this kind of stuff happens. I don't want it to happen ever, but unfortunately there's times where, you know, you hit something. So nevertheless, I'm looking at the prop and I know that I gotta take it to the shop. So I call Last Chance Performance Marine. Um, that's where I bought my boat. Um, that's the, the, the company or the business that I use in order to get my stuff taken care of. They're great people over there. They provide great customer service. If you follow my, um, Facebook for sure you'll see um, all the different times where they they actually will drive from Southern California out to Utah or out to Arizona or out to Vegas or wherever they need to go in order to meet somebody to drop off the boat that they just bought um, I think that's an awesome thing so I think a lot of places they just make you drive to the dealership you pick it up you gotta drive all the way back but they have time and time again literally driven and towed about six, seven, eight hours in order to deliver it to the customer that bought it. I think that's an awesome thing. Um, I've, I've actually had them tow my boat to the shop to get, you know, annual service done or, or whatever, whatever I needed and haven't had to drive um, to the store, to the store um, directly. Um, there's been times where I have because it was more convenient for me or more convenient for them or whatever. But nevertheless, it's a great place. If you're anywhere near Southern California and you're looking to get into a new boat, definitely check out Last Chance Performance Marine. If you need service on anything on your current boat and you're in the Southern California area, make sure to check them out. If you're looking for upgrades on your trolling motor, your electronics, whatever, check out Last Chance Performance Marine. Um, give them a call to see you know what it is that you might want so like for example i bought my skeeter came with two hummingbirds on it but i wanted to add the garmin live scope which i highly recommend for everybody so if you're interested in that make sure to check the garmins out um they, they they're great i'm not sponsored by hummingbird i'm not sponsored by by garmin or anything like that but i wanted to add the light scope onto my boat and i highly recommend it. it's an awesome awesome thing and um, they were able to add that on they installed it they got everything hooked up and working great um, when i bought my boat so if you're looking for anything that i just mentioned make sure to hit up last chance performance marine but moving on i call them up i said hey this is the problem i hit something up here um, i'm going to drop the boat off so the next day um, is is Saturday we actually sorry let me back up we fished Thursday and Friday hit something on Friday and we were driving home Saturday so Saturday we go from Big Bear drop the boat off over at Last Chance Performance Marine and um, that's where I started getting nervous not because I was dropping the boat off I knew it was in good hands I knew it was gonna get taken care of but the unknown at that point is what made me nervous because I didn't know if I was gonna be able to fish the Delta. Um, I had sponsor obligations with the Delta. GCI Outdoors is sponsoring that tournament. So I had already paid for my entry. I've already organized um, my stay up there. I've bought a ton of tackle for that tournament. I, 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 I had stuff in my garage, like a lot of the stuff that you see in my videos when I'm in the garage, a lot of that stuff on the pegboards, all Delta specific stuff. 
Um, it, it's natural colors for the most part, so I could fish it down here, but I bought it specifically for the Delta. So I, I was like, really concerned like what am I gonna do about this money situation I got all this tackle um, I already paid my entry fees I have this obligation to GCI that I need to get this 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 tournament in that they're sponsoring I got all this content that I'm gonna be putting out um, for them for this tournament specifically and obviously when you fish a tournament all your other sponsors are included but this one was chosen by them they wanted me to fish this one and they wanted to sponsor this event so I already had it organized from from months in the past that had already been delayed in April because of the corona and now it's being obviously rescheduled for August so I'm just thinking like the worst like what am I gonna do how am I gonna go about telling them am i going to be able to maybe fish the clear lake flw event instead of the delta one if i can't make it so i have all these questions going on no no answers to any of it so i'm just stressed out over this whole whole thing so i drop it off still have all the unknowns because if i need a prop shaft or i need anything major done like there's no guarantees that i can get the parts in time to be able to fish the tournament so i'm just hoping i'm um, like just hoping that the prop's the only thing that needs to get fixed because I was pretty confident that the prop could be fixed in time, but if I need a new prop shaft or I need a new lower unit or something like that, or um, anything worse than that, like I knew that most likely the boat wasn't gonna be fixed in time. And then all those things that I just was mentioning are all coming to life and I gotta figure out how to deal with it. So I drop the boat off, I go home, and you know, a couple days goes by, and I'm calling last chance to try to get an update on what's going on. And thankfully, as of right now, my prop shaft was not bent, and my prop has already been sent out. I believe they said they sent it out that weekend, which is awesome because I was on a time crunch. Any extra days in a situation like this are great because you, you just, time is not on my side when it comes to this tournament so it was great that they got that thing sent out right away to in order to get it back as soon as possible they were able to look at the prop shaft and it wasn't bent and they were going to double check everything and um, so i'm just waiting to hear back at this point but it sounds very very good that i will be able to make my tournament and nothing major was wrong with the boat so that's awesome super pumped i cannot cannot wait to get up to the Delta. I haven't fished a tournament since February, and um, and that was at Lake Havasu, and it was tough, tough fishing, but um, I'm just ready to go fishing. I'm ready to go fish a tournament. I'm ready to get out there and go practice. I'm ready to, to travel up there and fish completely different than I fish down here, and um, I, I just can't, I can't wait to go do it. That's like the whole reason that I do this Matt Luna fishing thing is so I can go and fish these tournaments and, and that's that's what I wanna do. I'm excited to go up there. I cannot wait to go fishing up at the Delta and compete in that FLW Toyota Series event. But check this out. So if the boat part wasn't enough, I also had truck issues. So as I'm driving up there, my truck starts overheating because as you go up to Big Bear, from where I live, you gotta go up the mountain and everything, and my truck starts overheating, and then eventually the check engine light comes on, so not only did I have to drop my boat off at the at the dealership in order to get looked at, um, on Monday after I get back from the trip, I gotta drop my truck off in order to get it fixed, or looked at to figure out what's going on, 
and um, obviously as you can see this is my truck I got the truck back it wasn't anything major so um, they were able to change the thermostat out make sure that there was nothing major going on which there wasn't so that was that was good and thankfully the thermostat which is what they replaced was under parts warranty so I didn't have to pay anything so I was able to drop it off it was there for a couple days they made sure nothing was else was going on and I didn't have to pay a dime so can't complain about that not gonna get so lucky I know it at last chance because I already know I got to pay to fix that prop but it is what it is things happen and you got to get it fixed and you got to keep fishing that's all you can do but um, crazy crazy weekend up at Big Bear just in light of what was going on the fishing sucked messed up the boat the truck overheated but I'm looking at the bright side I was able to hang out with my wife and I was able to have some quality time with her that we don't get enough um, anybody that's watching this that's married or in a significant uh, or a long-term relationship knows that 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 stuff's really important and um, it's very easy for life to get in the way of that kind of stuff but it keeps the relationship healthy and it's just very important especially to to a married couple and stuff like that so it's great that we were able to get away and um, thankfully I wasn't too much of a bummed out person as a result of the issues I was having with the truck and with the boat and stuff like that I was able to you know still have a good time still not um, a jerk essentially um, during the trip so that was good so I'm hoping I can get my my boat maybe this weekend if I'm lucky um, if not I'll have to drive up there sometime um, next week in order to get it before I drive up to the Delta I'm slated to drive up there next Friday and then I'll have one, two, three, four days of practice up there, and then um, minimum two days, and if, if I'm lucky enough to make the cut, then I'll fish. Um, a third day, um, the Delta has not been nice to me in the past. Um, I When I first started going up there and fishing, well, let me back up. I've only actually fished five total days on the Delta ever. I fished two Wild West Bass Trail um, Pro-Ams up there, and um, you only get two days of practice and two days of tournament unless you make the cut and then you get a third day. So I've done four practice days, four tournament days, and then one extra day when I stayed um, about, I don't know, half a day punching. And that's my entire Delta experience. So I know what the Delta looks like. I kind of know how the fishing goes up there, but my experience level at that place is way low but I'm really excited for whatever reason to go up there and really try to catch those fish I don't talk to a lot of people um, I have one buddy that that I talk to on a regular basis that lives up there but I don't have this giant circle of people that I can reach out to to find out what the bite is where to go fishing where's the grass where's you know where they sprayed recently and that stuff does matter but I think kind of going in and just having like a blank canvas so to speak that place is huge and um one of the things i think it's going to be a major factor in that tournament is the six hour rule in um california so during the summertime california has some law probably regarding fish care or whatever where you can only have tournaments that are like six hours so basically if we launch at six the weigh-in is going to be at like 12 for like the first flight or so. I don't know exactly what the time frame is gonna be, but there is a law and I don't know exactly how how much they can finagle within the law or whatever, but it's there. So it's gonna be a factor. We're not gonna be able to fish as long as your typical tournaments are. 
So, that being said, the Delta has tides that affect it dramatically. And anybody that fishes tidal water knows that those tides are basically like the dinner bell. When the water starts flowing, that's when the bites start. When the water starts to slow down, that's when the bites stops. And you have these little windows of time where you can really get bit. I mean, you can catch fish all throughout the day, but there's real specific windows of when those big fish will bite. I don't always know when those windows are, so I just kind of have to do my best to find some areas to, to figure out what tides I'm getting bit on the best and then try to maximize my time within that tide. So you can get tide charts and kind of see how the tides work and when they're gonna be high, and when they're gonna be low. And then if I can figure out when I'm getting bit within those tides, so basically if I get bit at noon and I look at my, my tide chart and it, it's mid-tide, let's just say, and then like over practice, I know that I'm getting bit on this bait in this area at mid-tide or something like that. I know that that's where I wanna be come tournament time is in that spot during mid-tide. So that's an example. But if you can f consistently get bit at the same tide levels, then you can do what's called running the tide, which is basically running east or west, so either away from the ocean or towards the ocean, depending on, on what kind of tide you're looking for, whether it's an incoming tide or an outgoing tide, depends on which direction you need to run and that keeps you on those tides. So you can basically have one tide on the west end of, of the lake that is in the middle, and two hours later is the same tide level way far out east. So those tides aren't the same on the entire lake. So you can run the tide, so you're always around the moving water, so you're always in those windows where you're getting bit. It sounds like it's easy, but it's not because you have to hit those windows just, just on time. Wind can be a factor. Um, just the amount of tidal swing isn't a factor because if you have real big tide swings, you're gonna have more water, more current. If the wind's blowing against the tide, that tide's not gonna come in as quickly. So there's lots of things that can mess up your decision to run the tide. You can also camp out in one area and just try to pick fish off along the way sometimes that's good sometimes that bad i that i think in this tournament with it being summertime i think you're gonna need to run the tides in order to do the best but i could be totally wrong and somebody camps out throwing i don't know a worm and just jacks them and catches some big ones I, so so i don't know i won't know what i'm going to do until until practice starts but the delta's just ton of grass ton of reeds ton of mats all kinds of stuff. You can catch them on frogs, you can catch them punching, you can catch them flipping, cranking, chatterbaits, all kinds of stuff are gonna be in play up at the Delta. So I'm super excited about that. The wind is supposed to blow, I think like 20 to 30, all throughout practice, all throughout the tournament. So that's gonna play a factor as well. So there's lots of things coming into this tournament that are gonna be a factor that I'm gonna have to kind of practice through, practice for. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of work, and there's gonna be a lot of things that I'm gonna need to take into consideration in order to try to do well in this event. And I really want to do well. Um, I would love to make a top 10 cut. That would be that would be almost the same as winning it for me as making that top 10 cut. Um, but I just want to do well. I want to be able to put a plan together during practice, execute that plan during the tournament, and have a good tournament, cash a check, have some good bags, and just feel like I was able to practice 
develop that plan, execute that plan, and be successful in the tournament. That's my main goal right there. Obviously, everybody that enters wants to win, but I think some of those those other goals are just to be able to develop that plan and execute it and then be successful. That's something that I really want to, to try to do because I've been able to execute plans um, and different tournaments and I've been successful um, here and there, but I haven't been able to put it all together in the entire tournament and stay consistent throughout that tournament. So like for example, I cashed a check in the US Open years ago and I was able to put a plan together and I executed the plan, but I I lost a couple of key fish. And, and not so much like I hooked them and lost them, but I didn't have limits every single day. And it's not uncommon, uncommon to not have limits at the US Open at Lake Mead, but that did cost me at least two pounds, and two pounds at Lake Mead is, is a lot of weight. Because um, it's just the weights are so tight there. So I'd had a good tournament, but I could have had a much, much better tournament. Um, so I had one really good day that kind of, you know, got me up above into that check range, and I was able to basically maintain a check. But I could have, I could have been in a much better position had I been able to put it together all three days instead of just one, two-ish. So that's what I'd like to do come the Delta. But I got a lot of work to do um, in practice and in the tournament in order to make that happen. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. I feel like I've been talking and talking and talking here, so I think I'm going to let you guys go. But um, uh, I hope you enjoyed just kind of hearing about the trip and hearing about the upcoming event and um, some of the stuff that I've been going through in order to get up there and just kind of hearing about what's been going on with me and what's going on in my life. So um, I, I hope you liked the video. If you're new to the channel and you enjoyed it, make sure to subscribe. If you're new to the channel and you're like, what is this? I thought I was watching Fishing Guy. Make sure to check out some of my other content. There's a lot of fishing videos, a lot of tackle making videos. So make sure to check those out. And I really encourage you to subscribe. Um, let me know what you guys have been doing. So drop a comment down below and I will see you guys next time. Again, thanks for watching. I really appreciate it. And let's grow this channel. We're up above 4,000 and I'm really pumped about that, but let's keep this thing going. Let's get to 5,000, six, seven, and however far we can go. So again, thanks for watching. Really appreciate it and I'll see you guys next time. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it, and I can't do that on my own. So if you guys want to support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides, so I want to let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out, all you gotta do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass eat. It talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. It may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you 
be close to the right areas where those fish are. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.